Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. First, I want to talk about Krishla because it's just, it's absolutely heartbreaking what happened on Friday afternoon. And I know the entire nation is grieving for the area and thinking about the people of Krishla and the surrounding areas as well. The impact of this, though, it is being felt right across the county. And I know from chatting to people in Kilmacrennan and Dunfanaghy and Downings and all of the nearby areas over the weekend, the enormity of this is really, really only starting to hit home. And Donegal is no stranger to to tragedy uh, and to to really large scale tragedy. But just the, the th- you know, I think it's the it's the innocence of this. It's the randomness of it. It's the innocence of people just in their local shop going about their daily lives, buying the most normal things that has really just stopped everybody in their tracks. And the thing about Donegal is that despite its sparse geography, it's actually an extremely close-knit county. And from just chatting to people, even in the south of the county, in my own home area, like everybody, is, they're just absolutely heartbroken. For the families that have been left behind... For the families of those that are still in hospital receiving treatment, the emergency services who just worked so tirelessly over the past number of days, for the local community, just the people of Donegal in general, I think everybody across the island is really, really thinking of you. Um, If I know one thing, though, about my home county, it's that Donegal people will rally. They'll be there, not just this weekend, but in the coming weeks and the months ahead, and their support will be so badly needed. And I know there's vigils that took place over the past number of days and there's even more happening later this evening. I know too in, in Ballyshannon at home later this evening. And just to allow people to pay their respects, that continued support will be there in the coming weeks and in the next couple of months. But we just I want, just want to let people pay their respects today on the show to the people of Krishla. Like if you want to talk about it, if you know the area, if you're familiar with any of the surrounding areas that we're chatting about today in the show, if you just want to talk, 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to give us a call today. Father Paddy Dunn, who's the parish priest in Kilmacrennan, it's, it's the neighbouring village to, to Creechla, is with us on the line today. Father Dunn, thanks for, for joining us on the show. Has the enormity thanks, of this started to really sink in now this Monday, Father Paddy? I feel there's a sense of uh, bewilderment and shock now. You know, at the very beginning, uh, we were all devastated uh, at the news and uh, really, really heartbroken. And there's a sense of a kind of a disbelief as, as, as how do you say, the, for people coming back home now to start their wakes and bring their loved ones who have died back home again to go through the, you know, the funeral process and that and the, and the wakes here that we haven't done at all. Now, there's a real sense of... Um, Oh, it's it's just a blanket of grief over over the county, and uh, everybody I talk to is bewildered. They're heartbroken. We have such a close connection with Creaslip because it's so nearby mm. that people have a real affinity with the village. We passed through the, the shop where this happened. Is the heartbeat of the village. The post office was there. The butchers was there. Um, people dropped in with the kids to get an ice cream uh, for a cup of coffee. It was the real social centre uh, for the village. 
and for people passing by. So it's, it's a real uh, devastating shock to everybody. And it's hit all of us uh, with such uh, deep sadness that we're all heartbroken. And it's very, very hard to verbalize it because it, it's so physical, the pain and the sense of loss. And as we start to come to realize who has passed away and that we know these people, uh, and Donegal, as you, as you said, Andre, we're, we're, we're a very, very close-knit community. And Creaselock South is a very, very close community. Everybody knows everybody down there, so everybody is devastated. Uh, I was at the chapel there last night with the rosary. I've been down there this last couple of days, just uh, being present with the people and with the priest there and the people. And uh, at the back of the chapel, it was full of groceries because they have no shops. So people were leaving in uh, bread, milk, uh, food for people to take home with them. Uh, for the wake houses, uh, people are just rallying around and wanting to help put every way they can. There's uh, amazing community support there mm-hmm. in every way. I was just, there was something I really remarked over the weekend, Father Paddy, was just the the generosity of people, yeah. at, like at, at the worst, worst possible time, but just the incredible level of support and generosity that has been so obvious to everybody right across the island. It's been phenomenal from the, the, the first moment that this happened. The, the accident took place. Uh, the whole community came running. Uh, people from different areas came immediately to help. There was hundreds of people on site right away working as hard as they could to help and do everything they could. And at the present moment, even people are calling in, offering services, offering help over these days to people. There's uh, People are gathering every night. And uh, as you said, the vigils are taking place spontaneously as well. Mm and are being organised and people are, are gathering uh, throughout Ireland, but also in nearly every village in the county. Uh, vigils, people have just gathered to come together as a collective form of grief and support uh, for the people of Chrysler. But there's phenomenal support. Uh, I mean, it's been absolutely uh, inspirational. Somebody had said to me at the scene, and even some of the, the parents uh, who have lost people in the accident have, have said to me that um, th- th- their sense of humanity has been completely renewed what they have seen in the services that uh, helped out from the guards to the ambulance to the fire brigade uh, to the local people uh, who risked their lives at the very beginning. Uh, everybody that's helped out the county council. So many services in Northern Ireland have been phenomenal as well. But um, they've been deeply touched by all the support services and all the kindness and, and the support and love of people that have gathered around them to hold them and be present to them. How do you prepare a community the size of Krishla and so many of the surrounding areas, um, Father Paddy, for for the, the level and the number of funeral masses that are going to take place. I know the first two are due to yeah. commence now tomorrow, but how do you prepare people for that? I think there's a... I'll we'll just put this... I, don't, don't, I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but we have a very strong wake system here in Donegal. So yeah. People gather for three days. So there's a very strong sense of people coming together. Um, we've been preparing where people are gathering in the church every night. We have the rosary there and the place is packed. All the locals are coming together to be together so they can talk and just be together and, uh, and grief and in prayer and support for each other. Um, so it's very hard to prepare because there's a, there's a sense of helplessness, you know, in the face of this tragedy and the face of these deaths that we... We feel kind of painfully helpless that we, we can't fix this one, we can't put it right... Um, we're just trying to reach out with a word or a pre- just our presence for each other and just being there for each other 
Um, I suppose there's that worry in the days ahead. You know, it's the, the long days are coming, and as preparing for the future, to have a, there's been a tremendous support service put in place there in the village uh, through the different uh, state organisations and local, mm. and different people have come to offer help and be present there. But I don't know. There's that sense of coming together as a people where we, we carry each other, where people are coming to be present to each other and carry each other. And uh, we have that long tradition here, reaching out to each other, especially if any tragedies take place. Uh, people are amazing. They, they just rise up and uh, they just give up themselves in every way. There's a text in here, um, Father, from a listener who says, in any tragedy, the kindness and the goodness of people comes to the fore and the community support yeah. that has been witnessed in Donegal over the past number of days has just been truly, truly incredible. Um, speaking of that support, uh, Liam McElhenney is with us as well. Uh, Father Liam is the chairperson of St. Michael's GAA Club. Yeah, Liam, no yeah. yeah, Liam, you're, you're offering, um, well, you're, you're opening up the clubhouse tonight. Just tell us what you want to do. Yeah, um, good afternoon. We're opening up the clubhouse because, as you know, look, uh, when young people are affected in the area, uh, they don't necessarily need to be playing the game, but we want to be there to help them because a lot of our games depend on the youth in the area. So, look, we just feel that it's right that the clubhouse should be opened. If anyone wants to go along, we have uh, professional people there tonight from 7 to 9. Uh, we we have our wellbeing officer, Elaine McDade will be there in place as the professionals from the different parts of the county. So we just want to be there for them because, uh, as you know, my, my background is in the GA and the amount of clubs that have contacted me give, often support. There's one club last night, uh, Muffin and his own. Uh, they had a vigil and, and they raised 800 euro for support within the area. And like other clubs are doing the same and, and it's unbelievable the support that they've given us. And it shows you in, in small communities when... When you're needed, they're, they're there, and I know Father Dunn's on there well as well. And like we would like to thank him for uh, being there to help uh, Father John Joe as other priests are there because it's going to be a tough few days for them. So look, as you, as the program we're seeing, everybody's rallying together, and it's very much appreciated. Yeah. Did you know any of the victims, Liam? Uh, I did know. Uh, one of the victims would have, would have been a, a close neighbour. Um, and he would have been regular in the shop. Uh, uh, a lovely young fella, a, a Celtic supporter. And um, uh, I would have known uh, uh, Hugh Kelly as well. He would be uh, increasing a long time. So, look, basically I know most of them because uh, I'm 60 years in the, in, in the village. So, uh, look, just, we know, as you know, a small community, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows so, everybody. And, yeah. Where were you when you heard the news, Liam, on Friday? Uh, well, uh, to be honest, and it's, it's not about me, but I mean, I, I was in the shop at 2.30 that day, as was a lot of other people. Um, and uh, it's amazing the talk that goes on about uh, people, the new emissions they had. And I suppose people have to be mindful as well that they're going to have to be helped as well, because even though they weren't involved, they, they'll worry about how close they were, what their lives would have been after all the, after they were caught. But I was... At home, I'm about two and a half miles from the shop, and now I didn't hear the blast because apparently it wasn't on the direction that I was at. But I was at home, and uh, the first I heard of the thing, the cars were passing my house, so I realised there must have been some kind of detour or something happened in the town, and I I, I checked to see that something happened in town. I thought it was a car accident, as that would be the norm, but I couldn't believe it when when the pictures appeared that it was a blast in the local shop and. Uh, to, to go down 
uh, I made my way down and uh, I couldn't believe what I what was seeing. Uh, the shop that I was in an hour before that line and, and rubble and uh, people bewildered and people gathering, emergency service arriving and uh, it was like something you watch on a, a TV program or you think it wouldn't happen in your area and I suppose look, it was surreal to be honest. Uh, people were in shock and people didn't know what happened and there's all types of rumours what it was and but anyway, it just turned out uh, it was a, a blast and, and uh, look, it was unbelievable just and I say it was a harrowing sight. I think for so many people, Liam, over the past couple of days, it's it's it really is that innocence of it, isn't it? It's just people going in to get their normal bits on a Friday afternoon. Like, as you say, you've been in there an hour before the incident happened. And, you know, so many people in and out of the shop on a oh, on a daily, daily, regular basis and just picking up the most normal of things. Yes, exactly. I mean... The shop is on the two road there to get door and it has a, 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 a massive passing trade as well because people tend to just, uh, it, it's a takeaway, that they, they operate a takeaway coffee, which means that people don't stay in the shop, they don't have a deli within the shop that you can sit in, so people are running out there quick, you know, and that's why it's a quick stop. Uh, if you're coming from Dunfanny, uh, golfers and that, but they, they wouldn't go to Dunfanny, they'd come to Creaseland, stop off. So, uh, look, you expect... You expect to have road accidents and all that, but you never expect that you'd be going to a local shop that that would happen. So that that's why it makes it so unreal, and that's the reason there is such a, an outpouring. I mean, the amount the amount of outpouring and and the gratitude for people, and I, I just mentioned before the it's ironic that we lost a very good community man uh, in the last year in April. He died back. He was known to us as. I suppose the man that cared most about Creasley, he was the chairman of the Tidy Towns, and Creasley was his number one. He would have been on uh, different programmes, uh, setting up, you might have seen it, that he was setting up and tidying the town and putting stuff in place, and unfortunately he lost his battle with illness. But it was very ironic that, uh, as far away as I still you know where his son Jared is, that Jared had the insight, uh, and on behalf of his father, I suppose he was looking at him down, looking down with, with faith that he started up a GoFundMe page and he he was right. on ready this morning. I heard that, he yeah. A quarter of a million. So I think it's a fitting tribute to uh, Ben that has passed because uh, he was to us, uh, you know, when it come to Creasley, he was he was Mr. Creasley. So it's fitting that that, that, that was done by Jared and people are very, very mindful of, of Ben's input. So just like a time like this, uh, the reason I remember is because if he was around now, he would be, you know, he would be devastated, but he would be representing the people of Greece if he was around. But unfortunately, he's not. But at least Jared has kept his memory loving. Absolutely. The clubhouse opens uh, this evening. Um, Liam, what time is that at? Uh, the clubhouse opens from 7 to 9. And okay. our, our officers will be there, and as well the professionals from the county board and, and surrounding areas. So look, it's just uh, it's there if people need it and... And if they don't need it, that's fine. But it's, it's just a sort of way of showing that uh, we're there for the community as well. Absolutely, uh, Father Don. I, I mentioned that the first of um, oh, that the first of the, the the first two funeral ceremonies takes place tomorrow. On an exceptionally difficult day for for so so many, and it'll be it'll be so uh, so felt right across the country. But do you have just I suppose any words, Father, for people today that are just struggling with this? So I'm finding it hard myself, you know, to put words on things. It's so so hard. I think that we 
I think the coming together, we've been praying together in the parish of Christ, and that's just been together like that has been so powerful uh, to be there with the people as one in prayer and united together in our grief. And I see people coming together in different ways, gathering to talk and visit each other and have a cup of tea. And I suppose that's the big one, even in the future, is just uh, being there to carry each other and support each other and watch out for each other. And there are people who would be very shook and are shook, very shook and traumatised with everything around us, you know, and has been aware down the road just that the, the support services are there and the, the help is there and people are there and we are there and we're there for each other. There, there's great help there. I suppose not to lose hope. We're we're, we're a very resilient people. Uh, I know the people of Chrysler are a very small community. They will come together. Uh, Liam there in the club and Chrysler St. Michael's is a very uh, strong club as well. It's, it's a very strong area of people gathering together and young people being supported uh, in every way uh, growing up there and, and later on in life and with, with their families. So there's a very strong hub there of community activity and it's staying close together, not getting isolated and continue to not to be afraid to ask for help as well and ask for support because it is there and uh, just not to get isolated in our, in our pain and grief and loss uh, that it just, just doesn't pull us down. Into, uh, we're, we're in a dark place as it is with a blanket over us all, especially over the village there and over these poor families and over the whole place. And um, with that light, is that support and love that's been offered and, and given to people at the moment throughout the nation, like yourself and everybody else, has been phenomenal. Uh, but to watch the people of Krisa just unite together, that is their strength. And uh, with God and with each other, uh, they will journey ahead. They'll, they'll carry this pain and this burden and they'll, they'll work together with it, you know. Absolutely. Father Paddy Dunn from Kilmercran and the parish priest and the chairperson of the local St. Michael's GA Club, Liam McElhenney. Thank you both so much for your time here on the programme today. I think everybody, and I can just tell you from the text coming in, everybody is just thinking of the people of Creeshla. We'll be back in a few moments. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now you're listening to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk with myself, Andrea Gilligan, and we've been just paying tribute to the people of Krishla today here on the programme following Friday's desperate tragedy and heartbreaking events. And um, Brendan O'Connor, who's the president of the Garda Representative Association, is is with us here in the programme today. Brendan, I suppose... You know, first and foremost, you, you're a guard, you're a rank and file member and you're actually, aside from being the president of the GRA, you're a guard based in, you're in Dunfanaghy, you're about 10 minutes from where the incident happened on Friday afternoon and I know you were one of the first responders to arrive at the scene. Can you just explain for us, Brendan, just the, the, the scene as you arrived there on Friday? Well, actually, Andrew, just to clarify, I'm, I, I was I was mobilised, but actually in the initial stages, I was actually on a cordon. I was directing traffic so that my other colleagues could, and, and the other members of the service better access, so I wasn't there. Immediately at the scene, it was a couple hours in before I was actually moved up to the actual scene. But anyway, look, it's, I'm not here to talk about my experience. I'm going to talk about the members that I worked with, my colleagues, my representatives, and the other emergency services that were there, and the experience they had. So uh, the, the initial members that arrived at the scene... Um, of course, the, the priority was to try and rescue people and get anyone out that could be rescued. So it was that that was well underway. But uh, members of the local community had mobilised and 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 had um, you know was was like chain gangs of people passing, rescuing along. Those people, the move was was um, 
a big effort to stabilise the building. So there was a lot of uh, locals that were sourcing, um, I think they're called acro props or something. I wasn't familiar with, so there's a lot of them put in in place. So that was actually made the environment, I wouldn't say it made it safe, but it, it took away some of the danger for the emergency service whenever it was a more formal approach taken. But certainly in the, in, in the initial stages, it was certainly a massive mobilisation of the community and anyone that was around, just people turning up. And as I say, when I was on that traffic point, it was just people turning up saying, can we get in? Can we help? What do you want? What did the emergency service need? People had diggers lined up in case they were going to be needed. Dump trailers, everything imaginable was being mobilised. But certainly, the, those are the members that, that I represent when they arrived were, were just faced with the same stark um, scenario that, that everybody was facing. It was just a, a, a terrible tragedy. It was so evident that it was serious and what was needed to be mobilised was huge. And it just... Um, at the initial stages, then we, we went into investigative mode, and it was CCTV obtained, which was helpful in trying to ascertain maybe what exactly the scale of the problem was. So that was uh, a very important function, and members then from all over the county were mobilised and moved into place, and just part of the overall effort. I mean, everybody that was playing a part, anyone that could do anything, was that every member of the public, every member of the emergency services, and the guards were there carrying out our functions the best of our ability in very, very difficult circumstances. For all of the emergency services, Brendan, I think over the weekend, like it's the one thing that everybody has remarked, the just the Trojan effort that has gone in, you know, from people and, and not just in, in, in the Creechel and surrounding areas, but I know emergency responders from across the county through paramedics and, and those in the fire service have, have you know, been drafted in and, and offered their services. And it's just, it's it's incredible to see the the community spirit in in the face of such terrible, terrible heartbreak and adversity. Yes, and I suppose it, 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 to be there and to be part of it, and it, it, there was a lot of unspoken things that were very evident, and I think it was just that the determination that we were going to see it through, and that, that, that spread across the services. And it wasn't, we weren't talking about it, we stood and there was times of silence, there was times of small talk, there was some, but the, the focus was always on what had to be done and what needed to be done. And it, it took us a lot of time and there was a lot of planning, there was a lot of issues in it, but that, that just, that that focus and that sense of common purpose that it was unspoken that just kept everyone going. And I mean, it went on so long and there was people there that were overnight, had had no sleep, no rest, but again, that was the community sustaining us, but making sure that we had hot drinks and sugary drinks and food. And that's really what kept us going. And then, our, our colleagues from the Northern Ireland arrived with their specialised equipment, which kind of gave us a, a bit more additional kind of focus on what we were able to do. But overall, it was just, um, it was unthinkable what we were facing and what we were looking at. But there was just that bond and that determination that, that came from the entire community and the entire emergency services response. The clergy were there and everybody played their part. And it was just a focus that we were going to see this through to the end. And unfortunately, the outcome was very, very poor. But we did that. It's incredible, Brendan, to look at the, you know, the I suppose the just what has unfolded since Friday afternoon and 10 people who've lost their lives, families ripped apart, devastated local community in, in mourning in the surrounding areas. And one of the things that actually really struck me when thinking about this earlier this morning was that probably for a lot of the people like and, and like yourself and, and many other Gardaí and, and, and first responders, fire service, paramedics who arrived at the scene, a lot of them probably all live within a stone's throw of the catchment that we're talking about. 
these are probably local people that, that they know well, that they cross paths with on a daily basis. Yes, look, Andrew, you're from Donegal yourself. You know what, what a close and tight knit community. And it's a big county geographically, but it's a very small community as, as regards social networks and friendships and, and family ties. So, you know, people, as I say, the dementia services across the northwest were, were mobilized. So, you know, fire personnel, guards from across the county, they knew these people, they had connections with their families, they, you know, shared experiences. So, and that, I suppose, it doesn't change your professionalism, but it just brings a personal touch. And I suppose that's maybe what you see in the respect and dignity that's shown in the circumstances of people that have that. It's, as I say, something just hard to put into words, but it was just, I can't really describe it, but it was unspoken, but everyone felt it, that's all I can say. I spoke a little earlier, Brendan, to um, Father Paddy Dunn in Kilmacrennan and, and Liam McElhinney as well from, from St. Michael's, you know, and they just talked about the the numbness across Creeshla and the surrounding areas over the past three days and the huge community effort and, and people coming and just, you know, bringing small things like bread and milk and, and leaving it at the back of the church and, and just to try, I suppose, and, and to help people as well. Is that is that deafness that silence, like, is that still just so palpable there today? It, it, it is, and it's, I suppose the initial shock has subsided and people are now just contemplating and, and thinking and living through their experiences and, and, and just digesting the enormity of what has happened. So, um, But I think, you know, it, it has been so challenging and so difficult, and we, we, we've seen the worst that life can throw at us, but we've also seen the best in humanity. And what you described there, you know, the generosity and People that left houses open to guards who use the toilet there. And even the last few nights, the then go in there, there's a house there, use a the kettle, make a cup of tea. But Lorcan Rorty and his team in the White Atlantic camp have provided as regards for, for um, pods there to use for meetings and to coordinate stuff. The, 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 the coffees, the Shandon Hotel, Arnold Hotel, the major supermarket chains in Letterkenny, people in the stock rooms in the middle of the night, loaded up cars and brought you know, supplies out. It was just incredible. And I, I don't like to name anyone, I don't want to leave anyone out, but I, know. I don't think there was a business or an organisation that didn't put their shoulder to the wheel and, and want to contribute to what was taking place. It's a, it's an incredible, incredible effort, Brendan, being shown by people right across the county. And, it's, you know, I think one of the things that we was highlighted so many times here in the programme today was just the, I suppose, the randomness of it all and, and just the, the innocence of people in picking up, you know, daily the most normal items the normal things that we, we all go in and, and pick up in a shop and even you know Liam McElhenney spoke to us earlier and, and talked about having been in the, the petrol station in the shop only at half past two on, on Friday afternoon and, and that knock on impact that that has had right across the community for so many other people that are I suppose re, reliving um, reliving that Friday how, how do you like just as a community person Brendan and, and leaving off the kind of the, the guard the cap for a moment how do you rally a community in in all of this, like in the the weeks and months ahead? I, I I don't know where it comes from or where that spirit comes from, but it just seems to rise up and it seems to be innate in people. And and you know people like Liam, they're involved in St Michael's GAA and other people that are employers in the area, and there just is that bond. And I suppose adversity drives people together, and people are are feeling vulnerable and they're feeling shocked. And I suppose that's what 
you know, the human condition is, is the want to belong and want to reach out. I think that's just pushing people together. And it's just, I think it's just, it's just a natural instinct that people are migrating together. People are standing in silence. And other people are standing and gathering in small groups and chatting. And it's just very hard to describe. You have to kind of experience to feel it. But nobody knows what they're thinking, but it just feels natural to, to, to stop, to talk, to interact. And that's what country people do, I suppose. They stop, they chat, they have the time, and they know each other, and they know the people affected. So nothing can relieve the horror, but I think that bond and that friendship and that just that sense of community, it's just going to be of some assistance. That's all I say. It's just assisting people maybe to, to, to take some of the edge of the horror of what has happened. I know everybody is thinking of um, of all of the families affected. Um, obviously, first and foremost, to all of those who've who've lost their lives in this terrible tragedy, and and for the others that are in hospital. And I'm I'm sure you know dealing with the uh, the aftermath of of all of this, it's it's just absolutely ginormous when you when you think about it. Um, we mentioned the first two funeral ceremonies will will take place. The masses will take place tomorrow, and there'll be lots of look. I suppose, you know, there'll be lots about that in the coming days and it's very hard for communities to rally together in, in the face of 10 different funerals that are going to take place. It's, it's just so hard to, to put into words. But I imagine, Brendan, that everybody there must be just operating on autopilot at the moment. Yeah, I think I think everyone's on autopilot, but I think the fatigue is starting to set in uh, today and people are, as they, people are just trying to get back to, not normality, but just maybe their routines and people have had a bit of sleep and have had, you know, I think... I don't think anyone in the parish slept, to be honest, been on Friday night or Saturday night, maybe a couple of hours. So people are just, as I say, looking around and starting to just focus and take in. But this, And the funerals, I suppose, will be just, it's just going to be um, an incredible challenge because people are just overwhelmed with, with the grief and what has to be done. But, you know, it's a very respectful, very tolerant community. And I think that it, it, it will bring some comfort to the bereaved families to see the level of support and, and the empathy and that people really are sharing their pain. Brendan, listen, thank you for, for taking the time today because I, I know you're there with the members and, and you're still, you know, obviously working at the scene and there's a, a difficult a difficult job um, to do as well. But as I mentioned, I, I did say, you're, you know, you're from the, the local catchment area and these are all people that, that you know. Yeah, you know well. Well, and, and I was it. And also for ourselves as as guys, and we talked about the family community, the messages of support that have come in for our colleagues from our police family around the world. We've had messages from the New Zealand Police Union. We've had Eurocop all across the UK. It's so you know it's it's just it's it's very it's not I wouldn't say it's nice, but it's of some support. You know the people out there know what we're going through and want to support us, and that that just helps get you through it, and maybe helps just to know that people understand and, and acknowledge the effort and, and the trauma and difficulty that you've been exposed. I know it pays into insignificance in what these families have, have endured and the loss that they feel, but, you know, the job we our members expect to do is difficult and is harrowing, and the support and the words of encouragement and the thanks from the local people who have all reached out and acknowledged the work that was done, it, it means a lot to, to the members I represent, and it, it's given them some of the... the, the some of the courage and some of the energy to just keep going because it's, this is far from over. Like our people haven't been stood down. It's, it's, it's only getting going really to investigate aside from Bangladeshi Akana. So you know the immediate response was was all consuming and, and extremely traumatic. But we now have to go and pick through the pieces and, and go through 
people's recollection and I suppose re and the difference was maybe re traumatize people mm. by bringing them back to that place and, and our own members would be traumatized when they had to sit down and write reports and recall what they observed and what they see. So it's a long road ahead, but we certainly feel supported by, by the people that we were so proud to try and do our best by. Uh, Brendan, listen, thank you very much for joining us today on the programme. That's uh, Brendan O'Connor, who's the president of the Garda Representative Association, but also, as you heard there, a local guard based in Dunfanaghy. And as well, look to all of the dedication and the courage and the commitment and the work shown by all of the emergency services. I know that I can tell you from the text coming in today, like it's just, it has not, um, it, it's, it's absolutely noted and, and people are very much wanting to thank and support um, and, and in particular as well the community of Creechla and I, I just want to mention again that community support fund that's been set up with the Red Cross um, it's in a collaboration with Unpost and, and Apple Green and the whole idea is just to give dedicated support and funding to so many families that have been bereaved, that have been made homeless, that have just been injured, impacted as a result of what happened last Friday. And if you do want to to give whatever you can or donate, you can do that through the fund. You can just go on to their website there at uh, redcross.ie. We'll be back in just a moment. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.